0: I'm going to end up for this news. A few years ago, Business News challenged its readers to submit stories about their dream for South Africa. There was one resident from Muscle Bay who responded with his dream of fixing South Africa's education system. He's Peter Stienekamp, who soon realized that you can't fix tertiary education without doing something about primary and secondary education. So he shifted his focus to that and opened a school for all ages in Muscle Bay. It is based on the principles of self teaching of Indian education scientist Sugata Mitra, known for his TED Talks on the Granny Cloud. Peter, we love to hear that we can inspire. Tell us about the novel academy
1: and the ideas behind it. It's quite a journey for me. I started with a school about three years ago. We only had uh, three children, but then I soon realized my model is not working. So I stopped it and I rethought it and I uh, pondered and I talked to people. And uh, a trigger came in about October last year when uh, I happened to speak to uh, Vessel Kruger, who is on the governing body of uh, high school here in uh, Marshall Bay. And he told me that they've got a big problem with education. At that time, they already had 200 uh, applicants for the new intake of grade eight for which they do not have uh, space in the school. So I decided, well, there's uh, opportunity now, and not only an opportunity, but it's a a real need to provide education in Mosul Bay.
0: So you have children of
1: all ages? What we do is not primary or secondary. It's a school that we mix different ages, and um, we really want to start the kids at age four, but at the moment, I'm not ready to take the small kiddies. So at the moment, I'm, uh, a requirement is that they must read and write and do basic uh, arithmetic. But we want to expand it so that we take in the kids from age four. And then when they write their equivalent of the metric, because we follow the Cambridge system. And the Cambridge system is not South African metric, but it's accepted by the South African universities. And it's, of course, the Cambridge system. It's uh, arguably the best uh, school system in the world. So um, accepted in South Africa, but all over the world.
0: So you're preparing them for a life or education or a career
1: almost anywhere? Absolutely. So how was your school received by the local community? I really want a school of 200 uh, children. And uh, I advertised and... uh, at the moment, we have nine children, and uh, ach, just an hour ago, we got a uh, woman called me and they said I uh, wanted to bring their two uh, daughters uh, on Monday, so then we will be 11. But it's organic growth. At the moment, I really can't cope with 200 kids because her model is just not right. We need to develop it. Maybe I must just start at the beginning. Okay. In terms of my vision, after my original response to Best News uh, uh, Dream Challenge, I thought about it. My argument is that the mainstream school system in the world is not fit for purpose. It's uh, focused on children passing exams and t- passing tests and doing uh, age-level performance in terms of formal curriculum and maths and so on. and. Um, I don't think that is a good preparation for the world. It's necessary, but um, it's not sufficient. There's many other things that you need to do to prepare yourself for the world. I mean, today, when you finish school, it's stuff out there. And the knowledge is changing all the time. So if you have past exams, in very few years after that, that knowledge is going to be obsolete in any case. In the past, when I was young, I mean, it was easy. If you finish school, you get a job and you progress in your job. But today, it's it's totally different. You've got to be uh, prepared to, to take on challenges. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. And our school system is still based on teaching the children. Now you go to Chapter 8 and you do this uh, uh, work and uh, prepare yourself for the exams. So, what we try to do is to um, let them own their own education. We help them, we assist them, but it's really up to them uh, to do the work. And also, what is different from now from compared to uh, when I was young is there's so much very, very good stuff out there on the internet, completely free. So, uh, uh, previously, you had to have a teacher and the teacher presented the material, he had the knowledge, and he passed on the knowledge, but that's not required anymore. So you can have very good uh, education, provided the kids are motivated to look for it, provided they can do it. And in addition to that, in South Africa, the education system is broken too. There are good schools compared to the the mainstream uh, criteria, but In the townships and rural areas, it's really very little proper education is taking place there. So uh, if you take those two uh, factors, I thought that with the fact that the resources are available, you don't need good teachers, you need to manage the environment, then it's possible to have very good education that doesn't cost a lot of money. So, if you manage the environment, you manage the emotions properly, and then you can uh, get them to look for the information. And that's also where the age mixing comes in. And that is where the group that I have at the moment with the nine children. It's the um, uh, smallest one is a little girl of nine. And then you've got a number of children in between. The oldest girl is 17. And the older children, they help the The younger children. And that's also part of why you don't need the expensive teachers. Our model is not yet working properly. One of the reasons why the previous model failed is you need to get the children to be uh, disciplined. And if you just take people from the street, they are not disciplined. So at the moment, what we do, we enforce discipline, very soft discipline, and we we sort of guide them to, uh, to help themselves. With the idea that if they're working well, we're going to relax with uh, taking away less enforced discipline and getting them to, to use a self-discipline, Well, hopefully it will work from there.
0: Peter, do you think South African pupils and their parents are ready for this kind of model?
1: I'm pretty sure that once we demonstrate that we have a good system, that there's enough parents that realize their children are not getting a good education and uh, we offer a good education for a very low cost, I'm pretty confident that we're going to get enough kids. Let me give you an example. A woman uh, or a mother uh, contacted me and said her son failed uh, standard 8 last year at uh, high school year and uh, she's looking for an alternative for him because obviously the Mainstream school doesn't work for uh, for her child. Okay, they so came for an interview and uh, accepted him. He was with us the first day when we opened, the 12th of January. And um, the next day, her mother contacted me, said, no, he's not coming uh, anymore. Uh, she didn't give any reasons. And I called her, but she didn't reply. Okay, well, it wasn't too bad. I mean, things that do happen. But then the next day, the child called me. He said he made a mistake. He said that he thought that uh, high school will take him again after having failed the standard eight. He went to the high school and they're not accepting him. And now he realizes he's he's not going to get an education. He's with us again and he's very, very motivated. He's working very hard. And uh, I think he's going to be one of our success stories.
0: So there's something that drives him, and that's basically what you need, these kids driving themselves. So what is your vision eventually to have a school with 200 children? How many teachers or volunteers?
1: Very, very good question. Very good question. I don't really want to have teachers. Hmm. So uh, there's a a guy in India called uh, Sugata Madhra, who looked a lot of what he's done. And uh, he proved really that you can leave kids alone, but he calls it the grandmother model. So uh, what he's uh, he's arranging is for, uh, it's typically grandmothers. It is people that without any uh, education experience, without any um, teaching experience, but just looking at the emotional needs of the children, not really their motivational needs, it's really the support. It's sort of looking over their shoulder and asking them, show me what you are doing. Then they enthusiastically tell her. Uh, their grandmother would respond with, oh, I don't understand anything, but it looks great. Just carry on like that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, it's amazing the volunteers that you get because I've uh, went to Mossel Bay, went to Facebook groups and asked for volunteers. And there's many, many people willing to, to volunteer to work on a no-cost basis. And, okay, you ask what we're going to do. So we want to prove the, the, the low-cost school at Marshall Bay. And if that works, we want to roll it out at the, to the townships and rural areas.
0: Is this approved by the education authorities?
1: Are they okay with this model? Uh, <laughs> yes, they are okay with this model. Uh, I have to register a private school, and you can register a private school. There's rules and regulations. My daughter is a teacher at a Cambridge school in Johannesburg. There are many Cambridge schools in in South Africa. The school where she's teaching uh, mathematics, the school fees are uh, 11,000 rand per month per child, and I want to do it at 1,000 rand per month. Is that what you charge? A thousand rand per month per child? That is the school fees, yes. And that's everything included, except for your final Cambridge external examination fees.
0: So what are you doing? It's a a private school that you established. It's based on the Cambridge system. You don't have any teachers involved. It's more like mentoring from volunteers than you. And um, you're planning to expand this model in South Africa?
1: You've got it. That is exactly my message.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's a lovely story, and we love that the business prompted this. Thank you for speaking to us, and good luck with getting more pupils.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak about it because I'd really love to uh, speak about it to anybody wanting to listen. Okay.